0: Consciousness and Understanding Channelings from Clyde Trepanier Volume 3 Continued Sessions from 1961, September through October Friday, September 8, 1961 My peace and my love I extend to each of you, my friends, and my greetings to you, my son." As you travel the corridors of events and experiences, sometimes, one becomes, shall we say, a bit confused as to the path or direction to take. But as man stands still and becomes aware of these inner attractions and impulses, he finds himself drawn in certain directions, sometimes, almost automatically. He finds himself drawn to certain individuals, and he finds that many things take place that appear to be directed, and oftentimes this is the case. But it is well to remember and to observe these things as they pass, and often we can draw certain conclusions. Often we find ourselves drawn closely with certain individuals, and then... Our paths part and we pass through other experiences associations then again we find in certain cases these paths do never cross again and in certain cases other individuals are drawn together time and time again all of these things beloved ones have meaning in our pattern and it is well to observe Now you are approaching a time of events that will move more rapidly as your civilization advances in its science and its spiritual growth. The momentum of the increase grows continually more rapid and the accomplishments that will come to the remnants of your civilization in the near future will be so fantastic that it would seem almost inconceivable to the greater part of your population today. But my friends, the law continues to function. Nature moves ever onward, gathering momentum as she moves. Events will occur in the lives of each of you that will have great significance in your rise on the path of truth. Try to bear in mind that man does not live alone, that he is only a minute part of a vast great sea of life that extends into infinity. Thus far in your sojourn, you have observed very little of what you call nature or God or whatever term you might like to use. Soon you shall see her in some of her great expressions, and as you move onward on the path of life, she shall grow greater and greater, more beautiful and more astounding and your understanding of her will grow and grow and grow. You shall find that your lives, day by day, shall become more interesting, more thrilling, as you receive more and more insight into the things that are approaching. It is our hope that each of you shall rise in understanding together, and through the uniting of your powers your abilities, and your spiritual growth, you shall be able to accomplish great things for the aid of your peoples. Let the love and the light of the great masters throughout the universe flow through and to you. Be ever open and receptive to the help that they are anxious to give you, remembering always that you are dedicated to the service of mankind and that your reward for service will be understanding. Questioner. Do you have any reference to any particular individuals working together? Source. I did not specify any individuals, for this will come to you as you move along your path, and you will know those with whom you are to serve, when, where, and how. Each man, when he becomes aware, will follow in the right direction. But the awareness that man develops is the thing that will enable him to follow in the right direction. In the course of events and experiences, through a development of a recognition of the inner guidance and the elimination of self, one shall follow always his path. But these, my friends, are necessary very necessary things to develop. One must always remove self, and maintain within that desire to serve for the good of man or mankind, not for any individual group of men or any one race of man, but for man as a whole. Peace be with you, my friends. Peace. Peace, peace. Friday, September 15th, 1961. Peace, peace, peace. Thrice be ye blessed, children of the light. I address thee thus For each of ye are here because ye are seeking. Ye are seeking to know truth, to understand thyself. It saddens me greatly to know that so few of your people today are in search of truth. Yea, were it not so. It is sad that your peoples are in such great pursuit of self-satisfying themselves with power. A great power of madness has possessed your planet. The great tension that is rising today among your people is only a result of the great pursuit for power. It should never be upon the surface of any planet that man should desire power over his fellow man. In great lands of plenty, man does not need power to maintain life. It is also sad that a civilization should pursue these things to a point of destruction Yet, this very thing is happening upon your planet today, and without question, unless some intervention is brought about from the observers beyond your planet, this very thing will come to pass. I say to you, my children, you who are seeking to know and understand truth, reach out with your consciousness and build for yourself a world of love, of truth, of understanding. For only in this way will you escape the results of the power-mad men of your earth. So I say to you, my beloved ones, gather for yourself understanding. Learn to know thyself that you might know all men. Make your life one of service and dedication to mankind. Rise up, come forth, and stand out as one who believes, who knows truth, and lives the truth that he knows. Great experiences portend for those of you who follow this path, for all of these things of which I spoke shall pass away. But he who has built upon the rock shall stand forever as a monument to truth. Rededicate yourself daily to your goal, reminding yourself continually of your birthright, acknowledging that which you are, for you are an extension of your Creator. So bear this in mind at all times and continually declare your Sonship. The new civilization that shall emerge upon your planet will consist of those who have followed this path and their accomplishments shall be great, much greater than ye think or realize. For man, in his true form, is limitless in his power. He is a creator in his own right. So let us not overlook this fact, for man must truly learn to love himself. And when he has truly learned this, he has truly learned to love all mankind for he has realized his oneness with it. Let not the things that you face bring fear or resentment into your hearts, but rather maintain an attitude of reverence, an attitude of gratitude, knowing that these things are not a part of me, nor do they affect me, for I am that I am. And now, my beloved children, I am going to leave this instrument for a few moments, and I am going to stand before each of you for a moment and invoke a special blessing for each of you. I thank Thee, my children, for receiving. Receive ye now the love and the blessings of all the great masters of the Brotherhood. Peace, peace, peace. So be it. So be it. So be it. Tuesday, September 19th, 1961. My peace to thee, my friends. I am known among my people as Sojin. This is my first privilege of speaking with you. I shall only take a few minutes of your time, but in these few moments we shall discuss a subject that I know is close and dear to the hearts of all of you. For among your people today there is much discussion of the great need of establishing peace among thy people the urgency of devising ways and means of bringing about peace. But dear ones, there are also many opinions among your people as to how this is to be brought about. Many advocate the building of great armies, of great stockpiles of war materials to be used to frighten your enemies, so to speak, to impress upon them the importance of your great powers so that they shall fear to attack. But my friends, does it seem reasonable that strife can be avoided by continually preparing for strife? Did not your teacher that you call Jesus state to one of his disciples that, He who lives by the sword shall die by the sword? Peace shall never come to planet earth while she prepares for war. The only way peace shall come to your peoples is through a great crusade, impressing the importance of establishing peace within one's own heart. For peace can only come through the heart of man himself. Man must develop within himself a great desire to find peace, to find it within his own being. For there will man establish peace. When no longer the desire rests within man himself to be in conflict with his neighbor or his fellow man, then shall peace come to your peoples. Each man, regardless of his station in life, has somewhere deep within him the desire to find peace, peace within himself. When man has found peace within himself, he shall find also that he is at peace with all man. He shall not covet one might that belongs to his brother. Man must start searching, 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 going deep, deep into his inner consciousness until eventually he finds the answers that lie within that will set him at peace. No amount of effort spent in the outer will bring these results, for true peace is found only through a deep search. And until man has reached this peace within, peace shall not reign supreme among your peoples. This is something, my friends, that is needed more than anything else to be planted as seeds in the minds of earth man. For when enough of your people have found this peace, it shall manifest in the outer In all its glory. It shall come forth, as does the rose, into a beautiful bloom, and man will know something and experience something that is far greater than anything he can conceive in the outer. So, my dear ones, search diligently for this peace within you, and when you have found it, Great revelations shall be unfolded in your consciousness, revelations that will raise you to new heights of understanding, new concepts, and an entirely new view of life. But first, it is necessary to establish and find this peace within you, within your own being. So be it, my friends. Peace. Friday, September 22nd, 1961 Peace to thee, my friends, peace to thee. On this night the numbers are few. Thus I shall speak of the things that I know are near and dear to the heart of each of you. Each is seeking to find that peace within himself and herself, a peace that brings understanding. So we shall speak of the preparation necessary in bringing one's house to order and finding this peace that brings serenity to man. If one is to find this peace that rests deep in the soul of all, there are certain things that man must do. There are things that must be eliminated in the consciousness of man. Within your race consciousness exists a great deal of resentment, judgment, and what is known, I believe, among your people as self-preservation. Many of these things rest deep in the consciousness of man of earth and it is necessary that these things be brought out and eliminated from the consciousness of man. Man must maintain an attitude of forgiveness, an attitude of thankfulness or gratefulness. Now, it does not seem at times that we have anything to be grateful for, yet, if we will but review our circumstances, we will find that we have many things to be grateful for, many things to be thankful for. And we find as we take on this consciousness of gratitude, it begins to grow. And we find more and more to be grateful for. And we find more and more flowing to us to be grateful for. Now, beloved ones, this is not a matter of, in flowery words, giving thanks to some deity, but rather, a state of consciousness something that becomes a part of us it is a continual thing something that flows continually through our consciousness and then my friends we must examine ourselves and see if we are allowing resentment and prejudices to creep into our consciousness there also we must eliminate and at times beloved ones some of these things are quite difficult to recognize, for they have become such a part of us that unless we look carefully, we do not know that they are there. When we find that we are showering prejudice or resentment toward another, let us immediately replace this with a blessing for this one and a shower of love. And as we do this, Soon we find that we no longer have these things, but rather we are maintaining an attitude of blessing and love toward all man. Let us at no time allow anger to enter our consciousness. Here again, we can use a blessing. For when one offends us, let us smile and allow a blessing to flow silently from our heart to this one. We need not defend truth, for truth needs no defending. We need not defend our actions when they are in truth, for nothing done in truth, beloved ones, needs defending. So, what is there to defend? What is there to become offended about? All of these things, beloved friends, When they are allowed to grow in the consciousness, become festering sores that bring about many physical disorders of many natures, and we are not. We are not looking for things that bring these conditions, but we are looking for the things that bring to us peace and understanding. I say to you, my friends, if you will but practice these things diligently, you will find you will reap great rewards. Also, beloved ones, discipline is very necessary. Man must learn to be master of his own emotions, his own physical desires. For if you are to allow them to rule you, you will not find the peace for which you are seeking. All things that have been placed for your disposal by your Creator are for your good, your happiness, and your pleasure. But moderation is necessary in all things. Man must learn to use moderation in all that he does. Man allows his appetite for food and drink to rule him, to destroy him as he does many other things. So you see, my friends, It is very necessary at all times to keep this in mind, to remember that you have the potentialities within you of any of the great masters and of the creator himself. Self-condemnation should never be a part of any man's thinking, but rather, he must have respect for himself. He must realize his potentialities, his greatness, but realize it with humility. Always he must maintain humbleness, humility, and love, yet realizing that he is an all-powerful spiritual being with all the powers of the universe at his command, but realizing too that these powers must be used with moderation, with wisdom, with love, and with understanding. i have concluded my talk with you i hope i have been of some help to you may my blessings my peace and love and understanding rest in the hearts of each of you peace be with you peace peace peace. thursday September 28, 1961. Peace, my beloved children. I come to you tonight grateful for the opportunity to be with you and to speak with you. Today you are living in a time of great events for your planet. The opportunity to serve mankind has never been greater in your civilization. Our hope is that many of you shall dedicate yourselves to this service, to serve your humanity in every way possible, forgetting self and being ever mindful that man was created as one, and man's true nature is to serve. For only through service does man experience and grow. To those who believe their growth will come by withdrawing from life, those who believe they can reach great spiritual understanding in this manner. There are many in your civilization today and in centuries past who have spent long periods in withdrawal from life, expecting to reach great heights in their spiritual understanding. But man was created to live, to experience, and to serve. And man will only grow through experience of service. Great events portend in the near future for your planet and your civilization. In a few short years, changes shall come about that to most of your civilization would be inconceivable. And within months, events will occur that will have great influence in the future of your civilization and its destiny. But your civilization can have a great influence on this destiny if it will but awaken to a realization that it must choose a path of service, a path where understanding shall arise in the hearts of men. It is our hope that in the next few months some of you who are seeking understanding and truth shall begin to find yourselves and we are going to do everything in our power to help those of you who are sincere in this search. For man to find himself must go deep within, for there he will find, and there only will he find his true being. I say to you, beloved ones, your true being at your present level of understanding is inconceivable to you. Yes completely inconceivable. For so great is man in his true reality that it is almost inconceivable to those of great understanding. For beloved ones, you are all things. You are all things. Can you conceive of being all things? All things of creation? Of all creation? Bear this in mind as you move along your path in your search for truth. And soon, you will begin to make great discoveries from within when you begin to get a slight glimpse of who and what you are. Man must come to the realization of the greatness of himself. And yet, he must come into the realization of selflessness of himself. Ponder this well, beloved ones, for it has great meaning. And the day will come in the not too far distant future if your search is sincere, when the true realization of what I have just said will dawn upon you. And as this begins to dawn in your consciousness, a whole new horizon shall unfold before you and you will be awed of its greatness. Start to cultivate within yourself a great awareness, aware of every cell of your body, aware of your every action, your every thought, and your every movement. In your silence, become aware of this inner voice, the real part of you, or perhaps what you call God. And in time, you will find great revelations coming from this voice, from the true you. And if you are humble, grateful, and sincere, a great awakening shall begin to take place within you, and you shall find yourself upon a path that leads ever outward to greater and greater horizons, horizons that go on and on, that seem never-ending. In my search for truth, I have never yet found the end of these horizons. They extend onward and outward. Is this not, beloved ones, something great to look forward to? Something great to aspire to? When these realizations begin to dawn in your heart, things of the past will seem unimportant, and no more will you look back, for man never grows by looking backward. Let the past dead bury its dead. Look ever forward, outward, never backward, for he who looks back falters. My beloved children, if each of you will now relax, try to establish an attitude of love, completely relaxed as a child would relax in the arms of its mother. For I am going to leave this instrument for a moment, and I shall pass among you. I shall stand before each of you, and it shall be my pleasure to invoke a special blessing upon each of you. Now please, beloved ones, do not be tense. Do not try to feel something, but just relax, let go, allow me. A blessing was received by each one. Source. My children, thrice be ye blessed. Receive ye now the love, the blessings of our brotherhood. So be it, so be it, so be it. Thursday October 5th, 1961 May the peace of the Great Ones rest deep in the hearts of each of you. Peace, peace, peace. Beloved friends, my son, I have been afforded this privilege tonight through the consent of this instrument and his wisdom. Know ye well, for this I am grateful. Know ye well that nothing comes to you by chance nor to any of us, that life is one great plan in our evolution to the ultimate. Now I should like to talk to you for a few moments concerning the divinity of man. With your permission, we shall proceed upon this subject. I wonder how much realization each of you have within your own heart of your divinity. I wonder... If you could come with me for a few moments and explore life in a level of consciousness beyond what you know as planet Earth. Yes, let us go far beyond, even beyond this galaxy, and let us explore life as we find it here. Here we find as we approach that our sight has become more keen that we begin to see into densities that we have not heretofore seen. Here, we find beings moving about, carrying on a life, a social association. We are finding that they also have their cities, their countrysides. But as we move among these beings, we note a consciousness, an attitude that is strange to us. We do not see these beings hurrying to and fro, attempting to strain or to have anxiety of any kind for their well being. We find that their every need is met as the need arises. We do not find that they are concerned at all about these things. We find that their every need is met as it is needed. We find That we become aware of their attitudes, their thinking, and we find no thoughts in their hearts of resentment, fear. We find no jealousy, but we do find a great love, a great desire within their consciousness to serve. We find no thought of self. We find only thought concerning the whole, We find that these beings do not even think of themselves as individuals, but we find that entwined in their consciousness is an awareness that they are part of a great vast sea of life. And they see this great sea of creation, of life, as one great being, of which they are but a cell, each performing his part to make this being a perfect and harmonious being. We find a group consciousness of this type, each realizing his or her individuality, yet a realization of being a part of all creation, a part that is as important in the function of this creation as any other part. Realizing that this great sea of power that you call God flows through each and every cell of this great being, making each part however minute, an equally important part for the functioning of this great being. Now, you too, my friends, are equally as important a part of this vast sea, of this great being known as life, or as man. But it even goes beyond man, for it includes all things, Nothing that exists within this great sea is separate from the other. Therefore, each and every one of us contains within our own being the power of the universe. We have full command of all the power that is flowing. It is flowing through us, as it is flowing through every other part of all creation. And when we have come into this realization of our divinity of our true self, we shall know our place. We shall be able to attune our consciousness to the consciousness of anything within the sea, whether it be plant life, animal life, or what have you. And believe you me, beloved ones, you will find when you have come into the knowing of these things, that all things will respond to your desires. you will find that you will be able to communicate with any part of nature that you desire without effort or strain. You will merely attune your consciousness to the consciousness of that with which you desire to communicate. You say, will this tree talk to me? And I say to you, yes, it will talk to you and you will know what it has said to you. All life responds to love and understanding. You cannot have one without the other, for they are one. I say to you, beloved friends, it is so important that those of you who would travel with your planet into the age that lies before you, to learn these things. Awaken, awaken unto yourself. Long enough has Earth-man beseeched a false divinity. It is time for him to awaken, for the only place he will find his divinity is within his own heart. So, beloved friends, search deep within and find this divine power that you have been looking for. Bring it out and be it. It has been my most sincere wish that earth people shall come into the realization of these things rapidly for the time is truly short. It has been my very great pleasure to have this opportunity to speak to you. And my son, I have been most grateful of this opportunity to speak to you. And now I am told that my time has expired and I must vacate this instrument. But before I depart, I should like to say that you have had standing with you this night and invoking a great blessing upon you, one of the great masters of the tribunal of this galaxy. This has been a great honor for me and I am sure it must be for you. My peace, my love and my blessings I extend to all of you. Peace be with you my friends, peace my son. Peace. 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 Tuesday, October 17th, 1961. Peace be with thee, my friends. It is my privilege to come among you tonight and to have the opportunity to speak with you for a short period. Never has your civilization stood at such a point of crisis as today it does stand. Never has your civilization received more help, more guidance, more concern from those from outside your planet. In every crisis of your civilization, beings of great light have manifested among your people and pointed the way, and many times earth people have listened and heeded this help. During the period of the forming of your great nation, such a being appeared among its leaders, and each time these leaders became deadlocked in their attempt to reach an understanding. The way was pointed by the being, and so was your great constitution written and signed. But the meaning of these words have been lost, Again, a few years passed, another being of light appeared in a meeting of your great world leaders in your United Nations, and again, attempted to point the way. But this time, very little heed was given to his words. Again, a short time ago, this also occurred in your United Nations, and again his words went unheeded. As you were told, or some of you were told a short time back, an attempt again was made to bring a realization to your leaders, or to some of your leaders, of the results of nuclear warfare upon your planet. This was brought to certain individuals in a vivid dream of the results of such actions. This has made an impression But so great is the pressure upon these individuals from the great powers that lie behind them, that even for them, it is difficult to attempt to convince these powers. It is difficult to understand how people could follow a path that would have the slightest possibility of leading to these results, when other paths are so much more obvious. It is hard to realize how man can become lost so deeply in his desires and search for power. Yet these things exist and are prevalent among your peoples. We sincerely hope that the realization shall dawn in the hearts of these people in time to avoid such occurrence. We are doing all in our power that can be done without violating universal law and shall continue to do so. But the great need lies among earth people themselves the real answer to these problems my beloved friends is up to earth people earth man himself has the real solution in the palm of his hand and what he does with this will determine the result we can only help to lighten your burden The wise man prepares for the obvious. We hope that earth man shall show wisdom. The transition depends upon you of earth. We can only aid to the degree that earth man is willing to allow us to help. It is his choice, not ours. We hope he shall choose wisely for great help awaits when he is ready to receive it. We know that many of you stand ready to receive this help, but this is only a small minority. But to that minority, I say, you shall receive. You shall receive according to your willingness to receive and to your willingness to cooperate. Earthman, in the times that are approaching, shall face situations beyond his capabilities to cope with. But to those who are willing to receive help, they shall receive it. For many stand ready to extend this hand of help, of friendship, of love. So, beloved friends, when this hand is extended to you, grasp it. Grasp it in love, in gratitude, and in reverence, and know that this help is coming to you, because you have earned it. Do not hesitate to accept. Let no fear nor doubt enter your mind, but accept it when it is presented. Peace be with you, my friends. Peace, peace. Thursday, October 19th, 1961. Peace to thee, my children. Beloved, tonight we have caused a concentration of cosmic energy to be concentrated here among you. As I speak tonight, I would like each of you to relax and visualize this great force of energy flowing through you, through every cell, through every fiber. Visualize these millions of lines of energy flowing up your spine and down again. Visualize it in great quantities flowing to any particular part of your being that is in need. And as you relax in this feeling, allow a great knowing to come over you, knowing that this great universal force that is flowing through you and to you in unlimited quantities has the power to accomplish anything that you have need of. Let this complete knowing become a part of your consciousness And let no other thought push it aside. Beloved ones, as you go forward in your search for truth, attempt to carry this knowing with you as a part of your consciousness at all times. You have been taught the laws, you know how they should work, but thus far in your consciousness, you have not established a knowing. Where any doubt exists, there is not a knowing. You speak of faith, do you not? The difference between faith and knowing is that in faith, you allow tiny segments of doubt and fear to creep in. But, I say to thee, my friends, once you have the knowing, there is never a thought of doubt nor fear. It becomes a non-existing part of your consciousness. It is no longer there. It has been wiped completely away. And you know that the law reacts and responds because you know that this is so. And therefore it must be so. This is the power that will not allow any law to fail you. It is the knowing When you depart for a destination that is familiar to you, you have not one ounce of doubt in your being that you shall arrive at the point of designation, and thus you arrive there. Liken this to the universal laws that exist throughout eternity. These laws will act and react according to your knowing. When they do not, know that you did not know. Much has been said concerning this point in the past, but we cannot impress upon you too strongly the importance of the knowing. And, as you move forward along your path, you shall come into a deeper realization of this fact relative to all things. Think well upon what I have just said to you. Ponder it well, and then begin to weed from your consciousness these tiny seeds of doubt and fear that are lurking in the darkness of your consciousness and as you gradually eliminate these seeds you shall find new seeds of knowing replacing them and you shall find the laws of the universe beginning to act and react more promptly to your desires and needs and now beloved ones May the peace and the love, the blessings and the understanding of all the great masters reach you in great abundance, and may the seeds of knowing grow stronger day by day in the hearts and minds of each of you. Peace, beloved ones. Peace. Peace. Tuesday. October 24th, 1961 Peace to thee, my beloved. Again tonight, we are going to concentrate cosmic energy here for you. For each of you here this night has need of this. Now, my beloved ones, I am going to give you a little technique and explain to you somewhat how this is done in case you are not aware these lines of cosmic energy are continually flowing at all times through your atmosphere through your body they are the life-giving energies without which none of you nor any life would exist it is through these lines of energy or force that you live and move and have your being Now, what we are doing here tonight is causing a great mass of these lines of force to be bent in and concentrated in your midst as we bend light. They are techniques not known to man. By bending light, you can cause an object to be invisible to the human eye, for you see only the light reflected from this object, and so these lines of force can be bent. And now, my friends, I am going to ask you to bend these lines even more, and you can do this. Now, if you will, become relaxed. There is no need for strain. And as you relax, visualize these lines traveling in great quantities here, all about you, traveling through you. See them in a great mass. And then, if you will, visualize a portion of this mass of energy. Visualize it as bending, curving into a more concentrated mass of energy. And then visualize this concentrated mass flowing to the part of your physical structure that has most need for this help. And you can change it about, concentrating it to wherever you desire. Remember, beloved friends, that within your thought pattern, you have great power. Through concentration of this power of mind, you can direct energies. You can cause things to take place that you desire. Have great confidence in the power of your mind. For in reality, beloved ones, all is mind. Now, Have I made myself clear as to what I would like you to do? Beloved friends, I am going to speak to you for a few moments on the subject of consciousness. And as I speak, allow yourself to become completely relaxed. And I, through the help of your wizards, will keep a concentration of this energy here. And I want each of you to practice this technique as I speak. Much has been said in the past concerning consciousness. But, beloved ones, there is great need among all of you to realize the importance of the state of consciousness. And, as an example, I will point out something that was said here just before your quiet time. I believe it was said that one can easily acquire disease. Now, my beloved friends, I do not mean this as criticism, I say this in all sincerity and in love. But this is a state of consciousness. For anything that plagues us continually has become a part, so to speak, of our consciousness. Man will be exactly what his consciousness contains and can conceive of. Now, beloved ones, this may be difficult for you to accept. Perhaps you shall say, this or that is not a part of my consciousness, it is beyond my control. But I say to you, dear ones, if you will search honestly within your consciousness, you will find that very thing existing there. And when it has ceased to become a part of your consciousness, it no longer expresses in your life. How does man, or shall I say, how does one man express or accomplish what to another man or to a great many people may seem impossible? Because within his consciousness, he can conceive this thing. And nothing, as you well know, manifests in the physical or into reality unless it is first conceived within the consciousness of that person. Therefore, it is most important, is it not, that we expand our consciousness continually, to take in more and more and more, to widen out ever wider. And as we can conceive of these things, they become realities in our lives. But this cannot be done, beloved ones, in a half-hearted manner. You must be serious, and you must act Words without action or conceiving without action is fruitless. What can you conceive of as a reality in your life? How far are you willing to go? This, beloved friends, is up to you, for only you can expand your own consciousness. Those who have advanced into higher understanding have advanced only because they were able to expand their consciousness to accept the things that are now realities in their lives. And this expansion goes on and on. No, you will not do this in one great stride. But as you make the effort to do this, you will find a gradual change taking place in your expression, day by day. Man. If he is to live a happy, normal life upon any plane, must be in the continual process of growing, of expanding his consciousness. For man is not truly happy unless this is taking place in his life. All of you have a great need for this, as do all men. But also this must be done in a complete attitude of selflessness Not for the power that I might gain, but rather for the understanding, for the wisdom, and for the truth. Using this new understanding as you receive it for the good of your own life and the life of mankind. Beloved friends, I was asked to speak to you tonight by the wisdom of this instrument through which I speak, and I came to you From the tribunal of your galaxy it has been my privilege and my pleasure to have this opportunity to perhaps in a small way to have been of some assistance to you i hope you have been successful with this little technique that i have given you and i would like to suggest that each of you practice this during your times of silence or after you have retired to your bed And I am sure that if you have practiced this for a while, so that you can master the technique, that you will find great help coming to you. For this life-giving energy is yours to use, as it is all man's, and it is there in great abundance. It shall never be depleted, for the supply is unlimited. So, beloved ones, use it in great abundance, for it is yours to use. May the peace, the love, and the understanding of all the great masters rest in the hearts of each of you, and I extend to each of you the fullest blessings and peace of our brotherhood. Peace, peace, peace.